Hi, Anne. Oh, oh, wait, I gotta get my, I have to get my headphones. Hold on. Wait, where are they? One second. Um, are those glasses a nod to the Queen's new glasses? <laughs> no, these are my reading glasses. Hold on. Wait, I, where is my... I have a note about the shot of her wearing her glasses. Oh, let me get, oh, hold on. Let me get my, my earbuds. Okay. Always a pleasure to see you. I decided to bring uh, the whole bottle of wine up. What? So I'm like, who what am I that? kidding? This oh. is my new favorite cheap wine. Have you ever had nice. it? It's got a little bit of a bubble to it. Huh. Barely anything. Just like that little bit of like a fizz feeling. Okay. And it's I like, it's always new, like $8. Uh, South African sweet red. So jam Oh, that sounds like your style. No, it's good. Oh, yeah. You I should. already finished it, so I'm having beer i'm having oh i almost Hogarden. did beer actually oh i love hogarden yeah but you have to pour hogarden in a glass okay i will do that right now <laughs> i can still hear you it's talking. supposed to, i think um like hefeweizens are sp supposed to they taste better in glasses or something i don't know i don't really <laughs> know what i'm talking about but i think it is true like i feel like i i noticed the difference okay i'm gonna put it in my oh, gettysburg, gettysburg glass my civil patriotic war. of you as, as we have uh, I was just reading like a horrifying oh, yeah. article in the New York that Times about horrifying. like thousands of Trump supporters mm -hmm. protesting yeah, they the had a, they had a march Supreme for Trump today yeah. in, in Washington I'm like great yeah awesome <laughs> awesome boy. wow awesome. wait I want to show I'm getting something else to show you to do a little show and tell <laughs> This, and Daniel loves it too, but when he finds out how much it costs, he's not going to want it. But it's this, it's uh, it's hard kombucha. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, okay. No. Kombucha, and it has I don't 6%. like. Okay. Now, Is that I... like a beer, kind of? No, yes, that's more than a beer. Actually, it was so, I was like, I don't know. It's like, I think back and I'm like, what? I was not thinking this through at all from like the first moment because I was in Whole Foods. I'm in the beer section. Now I know that kombucha is sold in the water section, uh. but I'm in the beer section and it's like, oh, hard kombucha. In my brain, I'm thinking, oh, that just means it's like more fizzy and more uh. spicy. And you're like, and so look I, at this cute can. Right. So I bought it and then I was like, because <laughs> so, I still do like. And then you like fasting. went to work. No, I went to work. Yes, I came home. I had I had skipped lunch. I actually brought lunch home. I was like, I'm going to eat this when I get home. So I was on an empty uh -oh. stomach. It's like, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I have not eaten all day. I'm like, sometimes I break my fast with kombucha because it's like probiotic. It's like gut health, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I'll have one of these hard kombuchas. Girl, I was like... Why am I intoxicated? Like, I was straight up intoxicated, like, immediately. Like, whoa, what happened to me? And then it was like, wait a minute. Okay, girl. I just, well, I just had a whole series you, of not you drugged, through. You, you drugged yourself. <laughs> I there was, Imagine your stomach is totally empty. You haven't eaten yeah. in, like, 20 hours. And the first thing you put in it is some 6% alcohol. Okay. But then Immediate you had absorption, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm straight up yeah. drunk, and I haven't even eaten any food." 
So that happened. Okay. So now, now it's I know better. Now when I have it as a deliberately, beer, it's it's good. Your little, it's actually... yeah. I don't like yeah. kim- kombucha. I haven't okay. given it a fair shot. I feel like I gave it a sip, mm-hmm. like going on ten years ago. So wow. <laughs> so maybe I should, and I was just like, not for me. Yeah, come back to. Yeah, it. maybe it I should come back. Developed. But I don't. What? Why is it good like for you? Because it. it has it's fermented something. You know, it's good for you in the way that like, like sauerkraut yogurt or yeah sauerkraut <laughs> or or bok not kimchi, bok choy, but kimchi. kimchi yes. Yep. You know, it's fermented. It's, yeah. You know, it's got. See, yeah, that's not selling it. it for me. <laughs> no, and it won't sell it for you if you I, see it like made homemade, either with that big bacteria thing in the in the floating in the jug. Because oh. <laughs> Mario makes it. Mario and, and his husband in make Puerto it. Rico. No, in, in <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> and it's aren't they big... down there though, or weren't they? Huh? The house down there. Puerto yes, Rico they have a house yeah. in Puerto Rico that they Airbnb. Um, yeah, I like fermented foods. Even it's like mm-hmm. a bite or two. Like it's yeah. it's actually because um, we make sauerkraut for Christmas every year because it's like Polish kapusta, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like the only one in my family who doesn't not only doesn't take <laughs> it but also like uh-huh. doesn't get extremely excited about it. <laughs> It's like a big faux pas. Yeah. Um, I hear it. But anyway. Okay. We, we've been recording this whole time, but should we oh, should nice. we include our chit-chat this time? For Why the, not? Uh, anyone People who listens. Have Did you listen um, to our past episodes? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm I the only one. I've been able to bring myself to it. <laughs> it has one listener. <laughs> and it is one of no, the No, it's my self-consciousness <laughs> won't allow me yet. I'll get okay. there. Don't worry. I mean, I think they're good. Okay. <laughs> but I, um, I also feel a little self-conscious, too. You know, not about you. I, you you come across as, you know, a perfect being. Oh, please. So, but yeah, but we all, like, you know, criticize ourselves. But, um. No, but I just told my friend Benja, my high school friend Benja. Well, no, mm-hmm. I've I've known him since elementary school, um, and uh, his name is Ben, but I called him Benja. Whatever. <laughs> it's short for Benjamin. I mean, I think that's cute. Yeah, that's a cute way to shorten Benjamin. Thank you. you. Exactly. Well, that was because we used to call him Benji in elementary uh-huh. school, and then. <laughs> Probably around sixth grade, he was like, okay, I'm Ben now. But we were like, but we always call you Benji. And then I had this, I like had this realization of like how to spell his name, that it was Benjamin, not Benjamin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, why do we call you Benji, not Benja? And then it just stuck. Um, and also because my name is Sarah. So he we had this like whole thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. with the New Jersey accents. So he's mm-hmm. the one person I told besides Erica's mom, and I just told him. <laughs> and I'm gonna read. Okay. I'm gonna read you his response. Okay. Because <laughs> I was LOLing. I said, um, "I was like, do you watch The Crown? I'm doing this podcast." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "Yes, I watch The Crown, and yes, oh my god, 100. percent I want to listen to your podcast." Oh, <laughs> hey Benja. Hey Benja. First listener. Uh, we might get interrupted. I don't know. Does this thing allow you to pause? Because yeah, Daniel's he has to replace this this planter because he knocked over my planter oh. yesterday and broke it. Uh, and so my plant is like 
looking real sad over here in a broken up pot pot. So he's going to, he's at he's, Home Depot right now. He's going to stop by? He's going to make an appearance? Uh, yes, he might make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, do you want to introduce us? I, I don't know if I have my line set up, actually. Okay. Do I have, I, I, I don't have a have direct quote, choices. but I do have a connection. Okay. Okay, well, go ahead. Shall I? Oh, yes. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to The Cran. I'm Angela, and I was really excited to find that I had something in common with Queen Elizabeth, which is that I, too, use a basic, regular toothbrush and not an electric toothbrush. And I often feel like I'm the only person I know who does not use an electric toothbrush. So there you go. I was so happy. But I was also mortified that he, like, handled her toothbrush and, like, walked out of the bathroom with this toothbrush in his hand. I was horrified. But anyway, there's that. Um, And I'm Sarah. Now, perhaps that cup of tea. (laughs) Which is what she says when he's taken away by the police. I also have a... And then she, like, totally had to... We'll get to it, but it was the way she... She, like, stares out. Olivia Holmes... Olivia, Olivia Holman. <laughs> Olivia Holman. We're Every always week I get some right. part of her name correct and the other part wrong. Um, the way that she played that like exhale of relief that she thought she was going to die. I just got a text from Dustin saying, I just woke up. <laughs> and I didn't watch. Wow. And he didn't watch? <laughs> That's what he said. But he, he had watched ahead. He's I know. Watched it before, he has watched it. Now. She, he said, I'll be listening. Okay, well, this is the test. We'll hear this part. (laughs) Um, I also have a regular old toothbrush. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I buy like the four pack. That needs to be charged. I just don't need that hassle. I have too many things that constantly need to be recharged. Agreed. And I don't have any cavities, so I'm doing something Mm -hmm. right. Me neither. Oh, really? I can watch the clock. I can look at the clock and know that it's, it's only been 10 seconds. I, I can brush for two minutes. Like, it's only been 10 seconds. Sometimes I double brush. Yeah, it's like when you really try to brush Oh, it's minutes, too long. Like, oh, my God, this is so long. Yeah, I, I definitely brush for 10 se- seconds with my <laughs> with my not motorized <laughs> toothbrush. Um, okay, so, you know, it's funny. I felt like I wasn't going to have a lot to say about this episode and then I wrote the most notes I've ever written. Mm, okay. So we, s- we start with some old school TV news reporting mm-hmm. on Michael F- Fagan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a montage. The casting of whom was really excellent. It's like I couldn't, when they were showing they show- like the newspaper photos or his photo at the end. Yeah, even though like he's aged. casting for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so just to, to start with that first scene, and I, f- I feel like I felt like this with, upon both viewings, I was like, why did they choose to tell the story this way? Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Michael Fagan story. Mm-hmm. So I would have preferred the show to be like following this guy and you're like why are these why are we following this guy and then he sneaks into the palace and being like oh my god but instead they show us the footage of him sneaking into the palace and then they flash back Mm -hmm. and so we like know we're like okay now we're gonna see the story of how he did it there was no suspense Mm 
Yeah. Right? I, I vaguely knew. I mean, I did know that this happened, that someone broke into the queen's yeah. bedroom and that she sat and talked with him for a few minutes. And I always imagined. And I liked the way the reporter was like, you know, giving the details. And he says, but the question on everyone's <laughs> mind is, how did he get in? What did and they talk about? What did they talk about? Like, that was the more important thing. That, like, yes, I, I noticed that too. There. And um, agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just felt like it set it up for the episode to be kind of boring. Mm. I, there was yeah. no suspense. It was uh, pretty it's like sad. They were like, here's what's going to happen. Now it happens. But the focus then was not really it was on about, him. It yeah, it was, was about the it economy. to me that it was a, more about... Um, Margaret Thatcher and uh, how the economy was, how people were unemployed and struggling because that's that was really his story, like his struggles and and how he had a skilled job, but he was unemployed and then he got increasingly desperate and then and then everyone kept saying, "Well, go talk to your council mm-hmm. person. Go talk to the go talk to this person, that person. Well, why don't you go talk to the queen? His council member was mm-hmm. just yeah. an ass, totally. But go talk to the queen. So then it's kind of funny that he was like well he, I ride the bus by there every day why don't I just go talk to the queen yes um and he does but okay but after after the little montage we then cut to the queen and introducing her new old lady glasses mm-hmm. <laughs> those glasses I feel like I have captured them a little bit in my in my reading glasses yeah style. You, you are wearing them right now but and not to, not to say that you're uh, looking like an old lady, but I feel like hers were like making her. Did they like add more prosthetics this episode or something? I felt like this episode she looked <laughs> old. Like uh, they aged her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not. Yeah, I. You just have to wear them. Those glasses were like. Now. They're not really stealing the show because it's like if these are sunglasses, they're good because yeah. they do cover a lot of your face, but. And I guess as reading glasses, they're good, too, because you can, like... Yeah. You know, you don't have to, like, turn your head down to look down at your page because they're, like, covering a lot of of space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you pick up on... uh, I think it opens... So we hear the news reporter, but does is the first scene... Or the first time we see Mike... Is it Michael Fagan? Yeah. Uh, When he's, like, in his very, like, cold, water-damaged apartment and... At some point, they play Boys Don't yes. Cry when he's in the bus. Yeah, I wrote so that down. The music choices have been really on. I wrote, yeah, Boys Don't Cry playing as Fagan leaves his public housing. Such a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a great song. Because especially because he is, he is kind of an interesting character because he's very, he is very macho. We see him getting into fights, mm-hmm. you know, but then the way he talks with the queen and even when he tries to talk to like the councilman or whatever mm-hmm. it's called you know he's he's, he's very, kind of well spoken uh, yeah and he's sensitive yeah aware of big picture he wants to be with his kids and he yeah. just sees all the injustice of it and sees um, margaret thatcher's focus on this unnecessary war to be just not the right priority i felt like when he was in line at the uh unemployment office this is like a trope that I've seen, and I wish I could remember where else I've recently seen a scene exactly like this, where the person goes up to the desk and the and the the city worker says, "What's your name? What's your age? 
have you looked for work in the past two weeks? And then the person is like being sarcastic because obviously this is something that they are asked every time they Mm -hmm. show up. And they have to just be like, yes, I've been looking for work. Why else would I be here? It's all. Mm-hmm. Know, I, I'm going to try to think of where else I recently saw yeah. this on a, on a program because this is like a trope. Like, oh, these these people are so annoying with asking the same question. Yeah, well, it's also but, it's like demeaning. It's like, yeah, you're being made to stand on this really long line, and then also kind of like, you know, like prove it. And sort of like, you think I would be coming here standing on this really long line, just, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'd rather be working, obviously, you know, it's just. Yeah. And But it but what it does is, for me, I'm looking at the person who's asking the question. Clearly, this is what they have to do, because they, too, are working. Like, the people who work yes. at the DMV and everyone's so And they also them, seem so they're miserable. They're also working. They're not enjoying this. They they're not getting paid enough. Script. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah you know they're doing their little job and getting abused every day by these people who are frustrated with the system it's like bigger than everyone who's in there it's it's they're just caught in the same system um and the queen is all it's it's all the queen's fault um but yeah so then we go we go right from the unemployment line to the this like royal receiving line Mm -hmm. i thought that was a great cut Mm-hmm. The Great stark dis- where they're difference. Like putting their gloves on and they're like, uh, "So yeah, gloves on, ladies." We, he says, "We handpicked the best people to of the public to meet yeah. you." And the people are all dressed up. They're like, they all around, looking so excited yes. with their hats on. They're so excited. I know. That's how we would be. <laughs> I know. And then here's Margaret. Like, okay, we're putting our gloves on. Okay, they're not actually. We don't actually yeah. have conversations, right? They're not going to ask us questions right? right and they just go in there and you hear a little snippet but the queen does say that she likes it and i like you mm-hmm. believe her and she's like oh yeah. do you still have time to bake cakes right <laughs> i was wondering about the bigger con- the bigger conversation because it's like yeah. has she met this person before when she yeah. i know well what, i think it was about before i think i noticed when the second time i watched it it's like the guy sort of like whispers to her like what this person does or something and it's it's like she's oh. the head of some sort of women's mm-hmm. group. Oh. Like auxiliary <laughs> ladies. And so I think oh, she's God. sort of saying like, oh, with all of these responsibilities, do you still have time to bake? And Because, of course, that's what all women do. And she's like, oh, yes, right? of course I do. Like, don't let your activism interfere with yeah. what's really important, yeah. baking cakes. Right. So I think that was sort of the question. But, mm-hmm. but still, it was, it was chummy, I thought, mm-hmm. as if the queen has ever baked a cake in her life. Right? Come on now. His 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 baby mama is really unhappy and uh-huh. she's like she's like, I'm I have a new man and he actually works and then the guy I feel like was very disrespectful mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, this new guy is not any better, if not worse, than yeah, Fagan. He's like, she's like, She knows about my balls. I, I so gross. Like, Excuse me. No, so gross. Uh-uh, that is so disrespectful. Yeah, that no. is. So no wonder she he makes, she, swung she, at him. She picks. She picks bad. Right, because then when they show him later when he gets in the second fight with him, he's kind of like yelling at the daughter, right? Like yeah, I can't really. Like he's like telling her to go to your mother he, instead of like going to. Yeah, he's not talking father. to her in a nice way, and that's why. No. He like jumps over the wall and. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean it's very sad, but. It is very sad. So it's setting up 
you know, Michael Fagan to be a very sympathetic character, right? He just yeah. wants to uh, go back to work. And then he yeah, just he just wants his middle class life. Grant to fix his, um, his, uh, his place up so he can have his kids back. So then it's like a catch 22. You're not the renter or owner or whatever. So you can't get the money and you can't get the money. So you can't see your kids. And then in the end, they just decide you they can't you can't have any contact with them anymore that's horrible yeah that seemed really intense yeah um that's a terrible decision yeah i wonder if it's if that's true right but um okay so poor fagan um <laughs> and then thatcher yeah so uh, she says do you want your nurse smothering you with sympathy or telling you to get out of bed? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I know the one you want. Right. And which one is the better nurse? Well, I know the one that yeah. describes you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's one of these bootstrappers who would totally not acknowledge, like there are people who like this person who shall remain nameless, who's squatting in the white house, who, <laughs> who are under this delusion that they're just, self-made or that their parents were Mm self-made when actually they got help from the government or all kinds of help that other people haven't gotten and then it just becomes like my father didn't have any help Mm -hmm. from anybody it was just his his what did she say his like determination and the fear of failure that just spurred him to take care of us it's like girl do you need more than that yes every uh, yeah everybody has that um so agreed uh and then, so yeah, they give us a little foreshadowing where the queen is talking to Philip, who again is dressed extremely formally for just wandering around the house. <laughs> You're never going to see him in like a t-shirt and sweatpants. Yeah. He's fully in a three-piece suit, pocket square, everything all the time. And she's talking about how, how Thatcher is telling her that they need to fix palace security. And... Um, and she doesn't want to. But yeah, but this is before the break-in, right? Yeah. Yes. And then there's that first break-in. He just hops the fence. Yeah. And just, you know, just gets through the cameras at these very opportune moments. And then when he first went into what I, what we later find out is the gift room, which I think is pretty amazing <laughs> to have a gift room. Did you think that that portrait, because there's a portrait of the queen, and I thought at first that she was like standing there oh. behind the curtain, but it was her portrait. And then he, I thought it was very innovative, very clever of him when he was stealing that bottle of wine that he pushed the cork all the way into the bottle. So that's like, you don't know that? Screw? No, I've never done that. Yeah, but that's an old sense. trick. Yeah. Just push it in. Does that work? Have you done that before? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's usually though, like, like it's floating in the bottle, then it floats in the bottle and there's a lot of times like pieces of cork will. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not ideal. Right. But if you're desperate, it's like, I can pick out the cork pieces yeah. from my glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time we were doing karaoke and we had a bottle of wine. And you couldn't and open we it? couldn't. And Tom, you remember Tom? Yeah. He had a way of, he had some shoe trick where he did get the cork out, but it involved like. Oh, I, was I there? I feel like I have the, a memory of this. And it involved him banging yeah. the bottle against the wall in a special way. Yeah. Something like that. 
Okay, it can be done, but ideally you would just want to just carry a corkscrew with you at all times. Yes, and so she says, um, she says Buckingham Palace is too like a prison as it is. This is after the first break-in. Oh, and also very impressed by her uh, knowledge of Guyana. Right? (laughs) And knowledge of every little thing that's in that gift room. Like, how often do they turn over? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? It must get full every... I'm very fascinated about this gift room. Well, yeah. But also just these little things about the Queen's personality. And, like, we're going on the the idea that... her personality really is like this. Obviously, we don't know, and the crown is being criticized for being, you know, too fictional. But I don't know. I mean, she really has a great memory, and uh-huh. it's, I'm just—it's like I wonder what she, who she could have been if she wasn't the queen, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like even though very interested, yeah, in the queen and all these details—it almost feels be- like a waste. But she ha- is like the most traveled yeah. person in the world. So she clearly, she doesn't have to go to. Right. Like, she is all using it all the time. So she's, and she does to enjoy that part of the yeah. job. And, and yeah, I guess there is a, I don't know. I feel like biopics of living people, that's not anything new. And sure. Everybody's going to be like, that's not, that never happened. That's not how it happened. Right. I just think the Royal family is just like, you know, they just have a bigger megaphone for complaining about it or or they're just like, we're too special. Any movies made about us have to be 100% well, I've been documentary. Av- I've been avoiding any articles because I don't want to, not till I've watched all of them, I'm going to read things. But mm-hmm. um, Oh, but I did watch The Iron Lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and, oh, the one thing I wanted to point out from that movie is so they actually make a point when they decide that she's going to run for prime minister. She takes mm-hmm. voice lessons mm-hmm. to lower her voice. And then she does start talking similarly to Gillian Anderson. Okay. Um, Gillian Anderson's a little bit more. But they did sound similar. So she yeah, really did have that part where in the beginning it was yeah. very high pitched and nasally and she had to work to like lower yeah. her voice. So yeah. that kind of because we sort of had that question, though, of like because we were finding it a little distracting. But mm-hmm. um, and it also totally reminded me of like Hillary Clinton and, you know, just like mm-hmm. the stupid sexism that women get because of the way their voices sound. And even yeah. just this they show the scenes of her like in parliament or whatever it is before she's prime minister uh-huh. when she's arguing and trying to make her point and just being, she's being accused of being like shrill and, mm-hmm. um, everybody's and emotional. Uh-huh. And it's just like so crazy. So, uh, I actually ended up, Oh, actually, actually I have 20 minutes left in the movie. I just remembered. <laughs> I, I like had to go to bed. I was like, I was like, there's only 20 minutes. So I was like, it's too long. Um, I started off not liking the movie, but then I ended up liking it. So, Okay, but tangent, yeah. sorry. Okay. Um, okay, so when she... Oh, I actually had a note about the part where she says Buckingham Palace is, is too like a prison as it is. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that she... And, you know, we've seen examples of this in the series a lot, but I felt like this was such an example of her making a decision. Like, she makes this decision not to tell the Prime Minister 
Philip has nothing to do with this decision. He is there when it happens. Mm-hmm. And but it is 100% her decision and she just makes it and I've just found it so feminist and modern and you know there's just all these times of their relationship because she is the queen where he has to take the back seat and where we're so used to seeing especially in you know not like 21st century but even in the 21st century like when you have a husband and a wife the husband Mm -hmm. is the one who would say like like saying I don't want to tell the prime minister about this is a that's like a big decision to make yeah and he if he disagreed he might have said something but she could have she still ultimately has that decision making power and he knows that and in the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the crown we see I feel like there are a couple episodes or maybe just one episode but where he's like he needs to get used to that Mm -hmm. right he needs to know his place that he is a like he's a husband but he will always be the queen's husband so like he never will like wear the pants or what you know yeah that outdated yeah Yeah, so I guess by now he's gotten used to yeah, it's just, just offering advice, but ultimately deferring to her because she is his queen. Yeah, and it just I it stood out to me for a moment of just being like, wow, that is really unique to see a marriage like that, mm-hmm. um, where the woman is in is ultimately in power, mm-hmm. and not even like they're a power couple where they make this decision together or something. It's like she's making this decision, and and it's not a decision really about the country it's really a decision about their family you know it's about Mm -hmm. like she's like i don't want her to know it's going to interrupt my family life really Mm -hmm. you know and but she doesn't include her family in the decision she just makes it like she's like the head Mm -hmm. um so i don't know it just sort of stood out to me as you one of those moments where you're like oh their relationship really is very unique and if there was any regret about that, they didn't. That wasn't part of the this episode. Like I don't think she a, had like, regret. I told you so, yeah. Or, or oh my god, you could have been killed. Like so, he had the one. He does say to her, "I wish I had been there to protect you," mm-hmm. and she says something like, "You do so much more than protect me," which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it was like he was just fishing for that, though. I don't know. It didn't I don't come know, across really. as I kind of thought it. But he wasn't I felt like, I don't know. Yeah. He, well, he didn't have that yeah. like masculine anger that we're seeing like Fagan having like someone right. trying to get at my wife. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't do anything untoward. Mm-hmm. If, if Fagan had gone in there and, you know, tried to assault her or mm-hmm. something like that, I'm sure Philip would have had a different reaction. But, um, yeah, we don't see them talk too much about, like, whether it was a bad decision or not. Yeah. But she does seem... S- so, yeah, she, well, well, let's talk about it. Like, she's sympathetic. Um, and then... But, but then she's also really afraid when he leaves. Right. Like, she, you can see her so finally, another... like, realize what had happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just or holding another... it together. Right, which is another theme, that she just is stoic and she just has a stiff upper lip. Yeah. And then when she's alone, she can sort of like breathe her sigh of relief and just, you know, 
not hold it together, but she has to hold it together. And she even shook his hand at the end. Yeah. There's, there's always such a big deal made of like not touching the sovereign. Yeah. And I know. Do you think she, did that like, really happen? Out of his hand, and out of, when he tries to stop her from calling, and she's like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. But that was probably more not like. Don't Is he gonna touch hurt me, me, Elizabeth? Not like don't touch. Yeah. Me. The sovereign. But yeah. Don't touch me. No. Um. Yeah. So, wait. Did that? Oh wait, we're not there yet, though. That's later. Because I know we're kind of jumping ahead. Before that, well, so it's the fight at the playground. Fight at the playground, and the detail there that I really appreciated that made it realistic was the kids crying. You know, Mm because I feel like when if like there are two adults like having a fist fight, that is really terrifying if there are kids there, and so. Having the kids just like be sobbing. Yeah, like this isn't supposed to be happening. That was very, that made it very real and not just like, you know, because I feel like as a TV watcher, you're just used to seeing a fight, crazy fist fights all the time. But a real fist fight between real people would have like kids crying and everything. Yeah, well, and then I also think it brought the scene back to this is about him being a father. Like these Mm -hmm. fights keep happening are connected to him being a father it's not just like his about him like wanting his wife back or something and and i Mm -hmm. i thought that as the previous episode was really focused on motherhood this one really focuses on fatherhood when when it's focusing on fagin Mm um and yeah and it's like his i think so it's his helplessness of his children being taken away from him that really pushed him over the edge it's like we see mm-hmm. that so the playground fight then we see him sitting at this table and them telling him you're not gonna see your kids anymore mm-hmm. and then he's just like completely despondent and then he goes back in the back yeah, to the back which yeah is really funny like that's i mean i guess i was young when this was going on so i but i guess i didn't know that he went in twice twice i'm assuming that's true yeah that is true that's okay yeah that's crazy and then the way that he gets in the second time is just like a He's comedy like, of like errors. Like, oh, during the shift change, they're not looking at the camera. Right. That's like how the camera focuses over the guy's shoulder when he's making tea, of course. Yeah, they're not paying British. attention. And he's like, just gets to work and he's got to make a pot of tea. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's and no then, milk or something. Right. But yeah, why wasn't there a police officer outside of her door? Yeah. Because she thought there was. Yeah, he's like, nope, there, was. there isn't. No, there isn't. Yeah, then I would have been like, oh, my God, like, did yeah. you do something? To um, but, yeah, I just thought the the fatherhood element of it was kind of interesting. And, I mean, you, I think you really feel his devastation of you feel for him when they're like, you can't see your kids anymore. Yeah, he's just like, like you said, helpless. And then he's like laying on the couch all despondent and Margaret Thatcher's just being so bombastic and so like. And the world will know that when the empire, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then everyone starts singing that. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Oi, oi, oi. But even before. Oh, that, yeah. Like Hail Britannia, which I feel like is so racist. Oh. I hate to hear that song. Um, We'll never be slaves. Yes. Or something. And then yeah. they're singing that song. And he goes out and is like, look at these fools. Because for him, like, these are people in his same like yeah. housing project, council housing. I know that's what they call it. Yeah. The council houses. 
because I I know that from uh, like watching Luther several seasons of Luther like the the outside how it's how it's built like a motel like there's this outside entrance to the doors and everything anyway he goes out there because he's got to be like look at these fools celebrating England winning this war this pointless war and it's just a way of it's a it distraction how like nationalism yes through, like fighting wars can like distract people from like no the fact you that they don't have a job out. yeah yeah you're like you're losing out because of this dumb war yes. but they just have you hypnotized with this nationalism yes and you're out here singing and celebrating it and it's just so stupid yeah agreed yeah, but what and what I read about the Falklands conflict is actually that Argentina, it was the same thing. Like they went over to the Falklands to start all of this because they themselves were having mm. internal problems, and so whoever was I don't know if they have a prime minister or whatever decided change the tension and like yeah claim these islands and start trouble with the with Great Britain to distract people and get them you know behind this leader so that they can be distracted from the problems and it did work and it worked you know so when people yeah when it just shows how governments use war to like distract people from the real important problems. the mirage of dem- democracy as mm-hmm. um fagan calls it when he's speaking to her mm-hmm. um oh but and they are also playing <clears throat> when do they play stand down margaret is that the very end I loved that song too. Yes. Yeah. The um the like ska reggae that they played mm-hmm. in the episode was I so good. That. So then she's eating dinner. I I picked up. I liked seeing her like eating dinner alone with the TV with her glasses the on the stand <laughs> right by her. Such a such an eighties thing. Like yeah. when TV dinners, when TV dinners and TV trays were a thing in the late 70s and early 80s that was just life-changing that was like (laughs) and you know to have to be able to like sit with a tv tray and eat your tv dinner Mm -hmm. and watch tv i mean she wasn't eating a tv dinner they don't even make that i mean there's just frozen foods they don't have those tv dinners with the little sections and the little apple pie in the middle right that's going way back (laughs) but that was just such a treat and yeah, she's got her own she's, version of yeah, that. Yeah, in her very long dining room table. Yes. And then when she walks upstairs to go to bed, did you notice that she had her pocketbook? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then I'm like, does she carry this pocketbook oh around the palace with her? Maybe. Yeah, because it's I like she's in like a building, like basically. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you live yeah. in a palace, I guess you do always want to have your you can't like, just, like, handbag. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I did notice the first time he um, snuck in, you see um, peeling paint from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then he mentions how uh, it's kind of, it's shabbier than he thought it was going to be. Paint a decorator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> paint a decorator, yeah. That's um, great. Yeah, so... So she's getting ready for bed. I was surprised that she doesn't wear like a bonnet or a headscarf or anything. She's just like says her prayers and gets into bed with yeah, her she hair says her fully prayers. with those curls still like right. in 
I guess That's she doesn't true. have to wear it. She doesn't have to preserve it. Someone's gonna do yeah, it. they just do but it every morning. But then when she wakes up, it's like it looks still perfect. perfectly yeah. done. So I don't. I'm calling bullshit on yeah. here, girl. You, I know you wear a bonnet or a scarf or a net or something. Or, or you some look a mess when pins, <laughs> some curlers, something. She doesn't just get into bed with that hair. I'm sorry, I don't believe it. Yeah, I bet she had those rolled curlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those sponge rollers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't. So I, yeah, I liked. I don't know why, but. When it's like early, early morning. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that it was. I guess it makes it seem less scary that he broke in at like. Mm, it wasn't like three morning. in the morning. Right. You're it was right. Like the sun was up, the birds were chirping. It was super early, but it was still light out. So yeah. it makes it less terrifying. Totally. And yeah, like somebody's going to come in at any moment as opposed to like the dead of night where nobody's, nobody's going to come in with tea at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, it's very interesting how she handles it, and I'm assuming that's all accurate. And is that all going from his telling of it and her telling of it? You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did she ever tell? Did she ever say what they talked about? Right. Yeah. Probably not. Right. And who knows if he? He was only. It's funny. He was. He was. The ending credits were so confusing. It was like whiplash. Like he was sent indefinitely to the mental home. And then he was served three months. Right. So did that, I'm assuming that meant that they declared him crazy. And then when he got there, they were like, oh, this guy is definitely not crazy. So we're Mm going to let him out. Like, I don't. Yeah. And they don't, they don't present him as crazy at all in the show. Right. So and didn't because yeah, because then she had something to do with it. Maybe she she has some hmm. authority. I don't know. Yeah, because when I first her. read the part that said he was, you know, declared like schizophrenic or something, right? Like two that's different what, doctors. That's what Margaret Thatcher. Oh yeah. Said. And I'm nice. just like, okay, well then, is this story different than we're imagining it to be? And then, but yeah, we don't see any. I am curious if there's if he actually does have any mental illness or if it's just like the way he's presented, he does not have. And he even says they say I'm mentally ill, but I'm just poor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah. And so Margaret Thatcher then talks about the. The outdated idea of collective duty. Oh, yes, that was going to be my that was my other choice for a personal quote. But yeah, such a ugh, such a Reagan mm-hmm. thing. I mean, they were both in charge at the same time. Such conservative crap. Yeah, and um, it, yeah, it just makes you. Th- you're like, oh, you're so self-centered. Like, you're just not. How can you not be thinking collectively, especially when you're in a mm-hmm. position of power? It's like, oh, you just think yeah. I did it this way, so that's the way. But then on the other hand, she thinks collectively in terms of, well, it's, you know, I we ha- like a certain degree of unemployment is necessary yeah. to, to fix the whole country. So she is She's able like, to this think is... about the country as a whole entity, mm-hmm. but but still somehow each person is responsible for the, each for themselves individually. Mm-hmm. And yet there there must be some unemployment. So how do how do you reconcile those two things right. at the same time well and she also thinks that she's because there's a scene where so i think the queen says something like 
um, you know, well, we need to sort of like look at like not everyone, like some people need more help than others. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, that's where I, you and I differ because she's like, basically like, I think everyone's equal. And that's like, she, she's coming at it as like, I am, I am more kind hearted than you because I think everyone has potential to do, mm-hmm. to achieve greatness yeah. So she's she's made it in her mind that she's I mean she really believes that she's not doing anything wrong. But it but at the same time like while I completely don't agree with her politics or Reagan what a difference between that conservative uh and Trump. Like it's just so uh-huh. crazy how different it is. Like you still have this you know, while it was very uh, damaging and, you know, bad and I don't agree with it, like, there's still, she's still coming at it from this sort of, like, a, a there's a philosophy behind it. Like, she's thinking about it. It's a thinking thing. And she even mm-hmm. has this time, Is she says something, like, she's like, I don't, I don't feel, I think. Oh, this mm-hmm. was in, this was in uh, The Iron Lady, I think. Mm. There's this whole scene where she's like, Everyone's worried about how we feel. Why don't you ask me how I think? Because I think this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so she's, you know, she's obviously smart, but just like what we're seeing today is just so different. <laughs> it's crazy. And she has a, a philosophy that she, that, that she, as you said earlier, it worked or apparent to her, it worked her worked for her father yeah. so then therefore why can't everyone just do what my father did yeah and then the queen is like well not everyone is as as, as extraordinary as your father like throwing shade and being sarcastic but of course <laughs> thatcher doesn't pick up on yeah. any of that <laughs> like everyone can't be perfect like you it was that kind of thing and she's like well yeah <laughs> um i liked how after <laughs> how in two different people because they go to like the news where the news breaks of this intruder coming into Buckingham Palace and then the home secretary the home secretary is getting reamed about it and we are shocked and staggered by (laughs) the revelation that blah 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 I too no one is as shocked and staggered as I am (laughs) I like shocked and staggered yes it's good um yeah so everyone's shocked and staggered and they and then the Thatcher has to come. Yeah, that's why she's well, she's having her weekly meeting, but also she's like I'm deeply sorry that some disgusting, crazy, horrible, despicable <laughs> loser person broke into the palace and the queen's like, No, it was actually he was actually just struggling. And he's like mad being. at you and that's why mm-hmm. he did it. So it's your fault. Yeah. And which, yeah, and unemployment is way up since you've taken office, like 30% or whatever it was. And uh, she's just like, well, yeah, it's, it's necessary. It's a necessary. Yeah. It's like these conservatives think that suffering has to, is yeah. this collective thing that everyone And has yet to they're not, through. they're never the ones suffering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so of course you can say like, oh, it's okay to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe my favorite line, which was also going to, was going to be one of my um my int- my introduction line. Um, at the end, the queen's talking to Philip about what happened, and she compares him to 
Lear, King Lear. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't get all Shakespearean with me. <laughs> I know. I felt like that turn of phrase was kind right. of modern. Don't get all. That's a very yes. like, teenage girl kind of phrasing that didn't, I don't think it was in. I know. I did door. have that thought as well. Yeah. And I remember don't having that. All. I remember having Valley that. Girl, American Valley girl turn of phrase. Yeah. I remember having that thought of down, during Downton Abbey a lot, too, of being like, is that accurate? However, I think instead of, because he said, don't get Shakespearean with me instead of on me. I feel like I would have mm-hmm. said on me. With me made it a little more old-fashioned. <laughs> but I want to think he said it, because I loved it. I laughed out loud. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah! Out, it's like, Philip did not say, don't get all... Because that don't get all. Get blah, all. Blah. Yeah. No, it also sounds like very American. That's a Valley Girl yeah. American thing. But, but, but I still maybe liked it. I've been watching some Valley Girl. It is the 80s. Stuff. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever, there was this great movie called Valley Girls. Did you ever see it? I have not seen it. Oh, I'm sure Erica has. Dennis, wait, who does it, not Dennis Quaid. Um, who's the guy who played in Raising Arizona? Uh, uh, I'm going to Google it. Um, let's see if you can beat Google. I know. I, I brain. Raising Arizona cast was Nicolas Cage. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. And I love Nicolas Cage. Yes, you have. I know people have strong opinion opinions about Nicolas okay. Cage. No, he's he's very. And funny. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such a great movie. Let me see what year that. 83. Oh, that was so good. Because he was like, he was this like rough, like biker type guy in love with this valley girl. And she was like the cool, popular valley girl. And she liked him, but her friends were like, oh, he's so gross. And, you know, classic wrong side of the tracks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to see if I can work and I watch this. I love I think it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, great. Yes. So good. Right, Why did I bring that up? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because was, so don't get all Shakespearean with me. Yes. Yeah, so that was 83. So maybe he watched Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. And That's probably what happened. influenced by the language. That's definitely what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, uh, yeah, then we get to see the real photo of Michael Fagan. And then we get to hear the stand down, Margaret stand down. That was a great song. Yeah. Let's see who made that. So, I guess it was, you know, a way to bring in somebody like not a non-royal into the royal, into the crown. Song, oh, this is by The Beat. You mean this episode? Yeah, this episode, yeah. Yeah, this episode, yeah, right, like a non-royal to give <clears throat> us a opinion of what's happening to the country. Like this is mm-hmm. about Margaret Thatcher without it without Margaret Thatcher really being in it or the royal family really being in it. Mm-hmm. So I get yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do and also to be like, "Oh, look, this crazy thing happened," which is crazy that it happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a little bit of a boring episode, right? Like, I think because there was no suspense. Little, I wa- yeah. they they could have they, they could have built the suspense with that break in better. 
Mm-hmm. I just like immediately knew what was going to happen, and I just I feel like <laughs> right it took to be, like, away from open me. Open with the news guy, yeah. just telling us this is what happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they could have built it a little more because because it, it was literally the first scene, or even that break in like. Because I feel like at the point of when the break-in came too, and also because we know in the very first scene that nothing bad happened, like maybe start with that break-in to be like, wait, is this a crazy person? Is he going to hurt the queen? Like what's, and then you slowly realize, oh no, they're actually just going to have this conversation. But you mm-hmm. don't have that, that you're not, you don't have that suspense feeling the whole time it's happening. You mm-hmm. know from the start, like, oh, he's just going to talk to her. <laughs> like she's scared, but you're right. not. But we probably, just because we know that the queen is still alive, like, even if they started with him breaking in. Yeah, but he could have. wouldn't be like. He could have yeah. tried to hurt her and then not yeah. been able to. That's or, true. you know, mm-hmm. it could have been. I mean, it is. Can you imagine waking up and some someone sitting on your bed, whether you're the queen or not? And he sat on the bed. Yeah, and it's creepy. crazy. Come on. Yeah. He can't be like, I am completely normal. You're not completely normal. No, that's true. You went in there, you broke in twice, mm-hmm. and you sat on her freaking a bed without In clothes. your street clothes. <laughs> in your outside clothes. Oh, my God. I would have had to burn the bed and everything. You've been like... Before you, you even say who are you, you'd be like, "Are you wearing your outside clothes? Are you sitting on my, sitting with your body that you just had those clothes on a bus <laughs> <laughs> on an actual public transportation, and then you're gonna sit on my freaking a bed, my royal bed? I have to absolutely set everything on fire in this room." <laughs> And then you're going to go in and touch my, oh, this is what I did like. I did love how he was just in her bathroom, like looking at all her personal like little products and stuff, because that would totally be me. (laughs) And I loved how she had her mirror. Like if you can have a mirror in a window, that's like ideal because then you get your natural light while you're putting your face on. It's like perfect. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I loved... uh, looking and seeing what her bathroom looks like yeah. and the fact that he commented that it's like kind of shabby like the state rooms and the whatever because I, I feel like a lot of public because when she's like this is private property and he's like no it's not mm-hmm. it's public property and that's the same thing people have said about the white house that it's like these public mansions that everyone thinks are like fancy and perfect actually it takes a lot of money to keep them up and yeah. go through periods of being kind of shabby and paint peeling and yeah, in a big old house that happens. Yeah, you're gonna you're consistently <clears throat> there's always something falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, poor Michael. So I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Did he really not ever get to? I guess he. I guess once he broke into the palace that he really never did get to yeah that's rough all right so that's the episode what was the episode called fagin Mm. riveting (laughs) clever clever titling crown (laughs) as per usual um i have my notes on this uh notebook that we found at Rose Meadow, and mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the next page. It has these recipes for mixed drinks. Somebody wrote on there. <laughs> One's called Wild Wendy. 
Wow. One and a half ounce vodka, one and a half ounce coconut rum, one and a half ounce pineapple juice, one and a half ounce cranberry juice, and one and a half ounce OJ. Mm, that sounds very sweet. Wild Wendy. Mm-mm, no, thank you. They're all like, uh, one's called Jamaican Sunset. Mm. Includes a splash of grenadine. That one seems... is called Fruit Loops, but then there's a, a no... <laughs> Cross there. Wow. So maybe someone was planning a party. Yeah, we're not doing Fruit Loops. Planning a yeah. dinner party, and they were like, no, we're not doing Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops that, doesn't have Fruit alcohol. Loops? It just says pineapple juice and OJ. Oh. So that was like for the teetotalers. It's like, no, we're not going to offer that one. We're like, they we're not having no non alcoholic Shirley Temples. <laughs> What's in a Shirley Temple anyway? That people are always ordering that on TV shows. Yeah. I know there is grenadine. I used to I used to get them sometimes when I was a kid. <laughs> of course, they're for kids when you're yeah. at a adult party. Like at a bar that's what you would get at bar mitzvahs. <laughs> uh ginger ale and a splash of grenadine. <laughs> yeah. Garnish with a maraschino cherry. Yeah, they're just like red. <laughs> <laughs> it's like red ginger ale. Right, but because it has a cherry in it, it mm-hmm. makes you think you're having a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, Ange. Okay, Sarah. Well, this so, is lovely. As always. Okay. And next week, I've only seen the little picture on Netflix. I keep like trying not to look at anything, but I know it's an image of Diana having a picnic with her children. So mm-hmm. I will confess and there's I a... watched it. Yeah, I did enjoy the next episode. I'll just OMG. say that. I know. I can't help it. <laughs> but that's a problem. Well, you you fooled me. You didn't give anything away. But I also saw the um there's another uh eating disorder warning, so I was like great. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But that's for next week. Okay. Awesome. Can't wait. 